are listening to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin and I believe that anyone can cook. Since being diagnosed with endometriosis, I have been on a journey to find out what food makes me feel great. By cooking my meals from scratch, not only have I started feeling much better, I've also fallen in love with cooking completely. So every week we explore a new topic that can help us feel better and become better cooks and then I share a recipe with you so you can cook along with me if you want. You can always find the recipes and the transcripts from the podcast on my website, thefromscratchbody.com. Welcome to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv. Today we are talking about earning your food. Spoiler alert, you don't have to earn your food. That's actually the topic today. Food is fuel. Food is joy, absolutely, for those of us who really love it. But food is also very simply, essential for everyone. It is not a reward for limiting yourself, for working hard, for working out or anything else. You deserve it no matter what. You don't have to earn your food. For those of us who adore food and flavours and celebrate it regularly, it's important to remember this. It's fine to be passionate and excited about food. I think it's healthy. But it's also important to remember that sometimes food in and of itself, is neutral. Food is not bad or good. There is healthy and unhealthy in terms of ingredients, absolutely. And you need to have an understanding of these to stay healthy. But are you remembering what staying healthy actually means? To me, it is about giving yourself a chance. A chance at a long life. A life where you feel energetic, as free of pain as possible and in good mental health as well as physical health. They are much more closely related than we used to think, and food affects it more than we previously realised as well. More on this in a later podcast episode, but I just want to remind you that when you consider what you put in your body, it is for your own benefit not to restrict or punish yourself. Without nutrition, we become totally useless. And whether you are trying to lose weight cut out ingredients to try to figure out if you have an intolerance or an allergy or deciding to do intermittent fasting to reset your body a bit, you need to eat some food still. And that doesn't have to be an emotional affair at all. You don't need to question whether you've earned food because by being a living creature walking this earth, you have by default earned your food. Whether you work in an office or you run around delivering parcels all day, you need energy. It's fairly simple, uncomplicated. Now, on the flip side of this, you are also allowed to enjoy food and get excited about it. It doesn't make you weak or a victim of food that you look forward to a meal. And if you have a treat that you really enjoy, but it isn't the healthiest thing you could possibly eat, you deserve to have that too. You don't have to earn it. It may seem irresponsible of me to encourage eating naughty treats, but that's not actually what I'm doing. I believe that when we think about food as something we need to earn, it makes it a lot more complicated and taboo and enticing, and you think you want it more often than you actually do. If it's just neutral, just available to you and okay to eat whenever, and you don't need to earn it beforehand or feel guilty after... Maybe it takes away some of that brain power spent thinking about it. So remember that you need fuel and deserve enjoyment. You don't have to earn your food. 
That's me done preaching for the day. Now we're going to make some oat milk and oat cookies. That's right, you're getting two recipes today and they go together like, well, milk and cookies. A super quick homemade oat milk recipe for you today, which gives you the basis for your chewy, yummy oat cookies. Oat is a fantastic ingredient. It is one of the most nutrient-dense grains you can get. And though you should be aware that it is pretty high in carbs, it's also high in protein, healthy fat and fiber. It makes for super tasty non-dairy milk. Even if you do drink dairy milk regularly, it can be great to know that you have a quick way of making your own creamy, lovely milk at home if you've run out of other kinds. All you need is some oats and cold water. I kind of just improvised these cookies, so there's lots of room to play, but my god, they were tasty. So I really recommend not wasting that leftover oat pulp you get from making the milk. And if you don't want to make cookies, just keep the pulp and use it for porridge or in a smoothie later. To make one large bottle of oat milk, you need one cup of rolled oats. Try to avoid quick oats if you can. Three to four cups of cold water. A sweetener of your choice. It could be a teaspoon of maple syrup, honey, one date, or maybe half a teaspoon of vanilla extract. You don't have to use sweetener, but a tiny bit is lovely. Again, like last week with the hazelnut milk, you can put in a pinch of salt to elevate the taste, but I usually skip this. You also need a nut milk bag or a fine mesh strainer that you can strain the milk through. So the method is not far at all from last week's hazelnut milk, so you will be familiar if you tried that last week. There's no need to soak the oats. In fact, it can make the milk a bit slimy sometimes. So I just mix the dry oats with the cold water, sweetener of choice, and usually no salt, in a blender for about 30 seconds. And that's all. Then you transfer the mix into your fine mesh strainer that you've placed in a wide mug that will be easy to pour from and gently strain the milk through. Don't squeeze too hard because some of the oats will make their way through the strainer bag. It's okay if the leftover pulp is pretty wet and gooey. Then you transfer that milk from the jug to a bottle and you store it in the fridge. There you go, you made oat milk. Be aware that the milk will separate after a while when it stands in the fridge and all you need to do before you have it is give it a good shake. Now for the leftover oat pulp. As I said before, the pulp can be stored and used for porridge tomorrow morning or a smoothie later in the day, but I just have to share these cookies with you. I'm not a massive sweet tooth, but these cookies were honestly just disappearing from my hand before I'd even realised, so that's saying a lot. To make roughly 16 to 20 cookies, you need that leftover oat pulp from making the milk, half a cup of dry oats, You can blitz them in the blender you used to make oat milk if you want finer dough. A pinch of salt, half a teaspoon of cinnamon, half a teaspoon of cardamom. This is optional, but it's a lovely flavor. Half a teaspoon of baking powder, a tablespoon of sweetener, maple syrup or honey are probably your best choices. One egg, half a cup of nut butter. It's super tasty with peanut butter, or you can use almond butter for a less invasive flavor. Half a cup of milk, you can use the oat milk that you just made, and water is fine too. 
And optional, you can have some chocolate chips or some roughly chopped cooking chocolate or some raisins for a slightly healthier version. This is what you do. You preheat your oven to about 160 degrees if you have a fan-assisted oven or 180 for non-fan-assisted. That's about 350 degrees Fahrenheit, a bit more. You put the pulp in a medium-sized bowl and you add in the dry oats, salt, cinnamon, cardamom and baking powder. Mix everything well together, then add your sweetener of choice, the egg and nut butter, and then add in the milk or water bit by bit and mix everything well. It should end up being a very gooey, gloopy, gluey mix. Those are the technical terms, I think. And then you mix in your chocolate chips or bits or your raisins or sultanas. Some other dried berries like currants or cranberries would be really nice too. Take a tablespoon and scoop out a good size for each cookie and place it down on a large baking paper. You might need to get your hands and fingers involved as the batter is quite sticky. To help it stick less to your hand and the spoon, you can have a glass of water that you dip the spoon in between each cookie. Bake the cookies in the middle of the oven. They were done after about 17 minutes for me, but anything between 15 and 20 minutes might be right, depending on your oven. If you are unsure, take one out, carefully open it up and check if it's done on the inside. Take the cookies out and leave to rest on a cooling wire rack. You can freeze these when they've cooled down if they don't all disappear before you have the time. I'd love to see how your oat milk and cookies turned out. Or did you do something different with the leftover pulp? Share your results with me on Instagram and tag the From Scratch Body and hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember that you can always check out the recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you want to have it in front of you when you're cooking. But be brave and make it your own too. Also check out my Instagram at thefromscratchbody and my YouTube channel, The From Scratch Body, for lots of food inspiration that you can totally recreate yourself. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. See you next week.